0: And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer.
1: Well, good afternoon, everybody. This is Captain Jim Palmer, the dream business coach, coming to you once again with a fantastic interview. I am still on the Upper Chesapeake Bay. For those keeping track of our location, we'll be here through the end of November. And then we start our trek to Florida my guest this morning, Daniel Anzalone, happens to be in Rhode Island, and I just find that out about a month after we were up there, so we probably could have done the interview live, but let me introduce Daniel to you. He's a Certified Portfolio Management Advisor. Wow, Certified Portfolio Management Advisor is a mouthful, <laughs> and one of the founders of Innovative Planning Partners. Daniel's drive to start IPP, see that works good, came after spending 10 years with a major broker-dealer where policies and pricing reflected only corporate motivations without any regard for the client. Daniel helped to establish IPP as a company whose first and only focus is its clients and their financial prosperity. Daniel uses his extensive experience in the field of finances to advise his clients in areas such as investment, retirement planning, and wealth management he believes that there's no sum of money too small to be grown through savings and investment daniel's goal for his clients is to make them able to achieve the leisurely lifestyle they've always wanted regardless of their current financial situation he explains the cost <coughs> excuse me the cost of their chosen lifestyle and helps them budget he teaches them how to be diligent in their purchases in order to maintain their lifestyle and work and his work with Innovative Planning Partners enables him to do all of that and more. Daniel, how are you doing today?
2: Well, geez, based on that introduction, I'm
1: tired. Yeah, you're, you're floating, man. And I, 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 I left off the last line, which I'm going to actually fill in here. Happily okay. married for 37 years. I'm, I'm 39 myself and two grand, you have two children and four grandchildren. I have four children and four grandchildren. So we're, we're pretty much the same mold here.
2: Yeah, pretty much. It's 39 years now, by the way. Same woman.
1: Well, there you go. Oh, so this is yeah. so, man, you got to update your one sheet. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize it was two years old. I know. So yeah. anyway, before we dive into the whole financial yeah. piece and how you help your clients not be greeters at Walmart when they're 80. Um, unless them, they choose to be. I, unless they choose right. to be. If that's their leisurely yeah. uh, dream and lifestyle, then that's cool. So I know you, you had a little bit of a corporate background. Did you go to school for finance or actually the my beginning? D-
2: my, my degree is in economics. I have a BS in economics uh, from the University of Rhode Island. Okay. And uh, I've actually been a small businessman my whole life. Uh, we've had uh, a couple of uh, General Motors franchises. Uh, we've had real estate companies. Uh, and now, of course, I'm in this industry, which I really enjoy. Um I'm a partner with my daughter which is fabulous. My daughter is a uh, is a CFP and she is uh one of my two partners. I also have a gentleman named Sean who's with us and I got to tell you it's good to have young blood around you, you know. It's yes. really good. You know, you know, you know I'm in the same age group as you are and frankly uh you can tell when you're getting old when you sit in a chair and you make a grunt, but the real problem is is when you get up and you make more grunts.
1: <laughs> you know, I, I remember um, when one of my kids would ask me, being a businessman, entrepreneur, dad, what kind of apps do you have on your phone? I said, I have uh, Gmail. Does that count?
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man, you're so blind at times. So, oh, rocketing into the 20th century.
1: I know. So you were in the automotive business for a while.
2: Yeah, we were. Yeah, we had Chevrolet dealerships.
1: How about that? And then what made you get into finance? Were you, always, were you the finance guy? I mean, you're the well, numbers guy?
2: Well, always in a sense, uh, but the reason I decided to uh, uh, to get into the financial industry actually was because at the time, everybody thought I was a genius. I was selling my dealerships because everybody thought I was a genius because General Motors was having trouble. The fact of the matter is, is I'm not a big fan of giving money back and uh, we were starting to lose money. So I said, ah, that's enough of this. And uh, I decided to utilize my, my economics background, my economics degree, because I've always been a, a student of the movement of money. So I figured this would be a good idea. And uh, it's twenty years ago now. Good Lord, it's been a while. Wow! But yeah. when you, after you
1: sold the dealerships and you got into finance, I think I read. So you yeah. worked for somebody else at first.
2: Well, actually, I I went to Ameriprise, and the reason what attracted me to Ameriprise at the time, as a an employee essentially, is their focus on financial planning. I figured that'd be a good start. So I looked at a few other firms, and Ameriprise seemed to be the most beneficial to me and what I perceive to be my clients. Um, but that didn't last long because Ameriprise started to turn into uh, something that really wasn't aligned with my goals, with the goals for my uh, for my practice, although we were with them for like 14 years. Um, and there, there's two platforms of Ameriprise. You go pl- platform one, which you're an employee, and then platform two, essentially what you do is you go independent with them as a franchise. You mm. follow me? Yep. Yeah. And then we decided that Ameriprise was no longer in line with what we wanted to do after my daughter and Sean came on board. Uh, and that's when we decided to look around and become a, uh, a tuck-in to another uh, registered investment advisor. Very cool.
1: So yeah. your, your goals are to, as, as you stated, or as I stated on your behalf, to help your clients achieve the leisurely lifestyle. So that obviously rings <laughs> true for me. Um, yeah. And, you know, you help them with retirement planning, wealth management, et cetera, um, an awful lot of people these days seem to be way behind the curve as, as far as reti- retirement. I don't know about leisurely
2: lifestyle. Well, you know, it's interesting because it just, if I could expand that out a little bit, Jim, it's not just the financial piece that we do. We, we, we actually, for lack of a better term, coach our clients. Um, we we get involved in pretty much their whole financial lives. I mean, somebody wants to buy a car, for example, uh, we can be helpful. Somebody needs, uh, access to a therapist. I mean, I know that sounds a little ridiculous, but we do, we have people that we can refer. Um, so we want to be part of their whole lives. We want to be involved with their children. We want to be involved with them. We want to be involved with the, the, there's so much to it. You know what I mean? And, and what I, what we find to be most beneficial is when you have that approach, when you have that for lack of a better term, holistic approach, um, you become so in, in, involved with these clients that they stay with you, you know, cause let me tell you something it, for what it's worth. Anybody can be a financial analyst, a financial uh, uh, investment manager. Uh, that's all well and good, but if it doesn't fit in with the client and their motivation and their theories and their ideas and their fears, then you're really not doing any good. But, We also, and I think you read it in my bio, where we have no limit on what you can borrow, excuse me, borrow, what you can can invest, what you can save, because there are people that have Rolls Royce and champagne pockets, and then there are people that have beer and bowling pockets, and frankly, you could work with either one of them, you know what I mean? Because we are more beneficial, I believe, to people with less money than more.
1: That's interesting. And, you know, I also like the part about getting involved. I imagine that must be somewhat of a, I don't know how to describe it, a ladder that you have to climb because when somebody first meets you, it's probably not the thing you drop right in their lap. Hey, we're going to get to know you on a really intimate basis. but, But achieving that makes it much
2: more likely that you're able to help them, I would think. Well, yeah, because what happens is, is as you grow to know these people, you, and it's very important for you to understand how they feel if I may, can I share a real quick example? i love of it. Yep. I have a client, good Lord, he's 78 years old now, and about two years ago, he was faced with a position that he had to leave his home because he was renting an apartment for like 30 years, and the people that owned the apartment sold the building. So he had to leave, and he decided he wanted to buy a house. So there's two ways to look at that. Yeah, we're going to find a way to finance the house so you can finance it and you get good rates and blah, 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 and all that crap. But where we approached it, where I approached it with this particular gentleman, who I've known for like 15 years, is I wanted to find out what the trauma was. Because you remember something? When this guy's lived in the same place for a long time. All of a sudden, he's making this incredible change. And the guy's 76 years old. You know what I mean? So, yeah, he
1: probably he's not going to be interested in a
2: 30-year mortgage. Not only that, but the guy was a traumatic wreck. Mm. Because the whole world got jumped upside down. So we approached it from not just the money, but from, hey, listen, let's 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 talk about this. Let's let's see how you feel about this, what we can do to make it feel a little easier for you to do this. Money's one issue, no doubt, very important. But what's I believe, what we believe here is equally as important is the the frame of mind that this man has. Because that's let's face it. Even for a 30-year-old, well, 30-year-old, you're not going to live in the same place. Well, yeah, you could live in the same place for 28 years, and all of a sudden, you you know, your parents throw you out. Yeah. Um, But that's essentially what happens is this this trauma was something that he had to work through, and we helped him work through it. And I believe that's just as important as figuring out how to pay for the house.
1: So just out of curiosity, did he end up buying a home or renting? Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, he bought a house. Bought a house. Um, we worked on the way to pay for it. He ultimately decided to pay for it in cash, wow. which really wasn't, I mean, from a financial standpoint, wasn't the best position logically or mm-hmm. from a, again, from a dollars and cents standpoint, but from his frame of mind, that was the only route we could go because he was scared to death of having a mortgage. Got so it. went the other way.
1: So, you know, one of the things you said you do is you help someone achieve a life of leisure without, you know, excessive spending. Is that, has that always been something you've enjoyed and now you share it? Or is that like enough customers have said, you know, I've kind of like to have more leisure and less stress. Like, how did that come about?
2: Well, I am, as, as you probably know, I'm 62. Um, I've worked pretty much my whole life and... In later lives, uh, excuse me, later in my wife's life, in my own life, uh, we've, you know, we've become a little bit more leisurely and I'm dealing with people that I've, I've grown within my practice that are getting to a position where they want to stop worrying more about making money as opposed to enjoying their lives. And by the way, enjoying your life doesn't mean a new jet ski and a, and a you know, a convertible Mercedes. It doesn't necessarily mean that it can also mean time with your family arranging uh, family trips where everybody gets together, even if it's just, you know, to, to the Marriott for the weekend. I mean, this is the kind of leisure lifestyle that most people really don't think about in my industry. People in my industry don't think about. They think more about we have to accumulate more so we can buy a new car and we can buy a plane and a boat and all that crap. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't get the same joy out of that stuff as you do out of being around the people that you love so we focus on that we focus on not only obviously being around the people we love but also to make it affordable but remember okay you got people that have a lot of money then you got people that don't have so much money but you adjust your lifestyle and your leisure time to what you have available to you and again that's part of what we try to to coach our clients into doing
1: you know we um we're about two and a half years since we sold the house and now live on the boat and travel up and down the coast. My wife uh, said at one time that I, I really resonated with me. She goes, Jim and I have decided to be comfortable with less so that we can experience more. Uh, you know, because we got rid of the house, we sold one of the cars, we still keep one my son's house. But literally, everything we own is either on this boat or we have a small storage unit with a couple pieces of furniture. So, God forbid we have to move on land someday yeah. when I'm too old <laughs> and brittle to safely drive the boat. Um, but I think that's—I think that was an interesting perspective. Do you do you like that?
2: Yeah. Are you kidding? I just wrote that down. I'm going to use it. Yeah, you can take tell that. Go, first, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, yeah. I have to ask you though—is it a powerboat or a uh, or a sailboat?
1: Oh, it's a power boat. Ah, yeah, me too. <laughs> it's a it's a fifty foot carver, two bedroom, two bath. It goes fast. We got heat, air conditioning. Yeah, I'm not I'm not into camping on the water, so. <laughs>
2: We have a 35-foot Sonic SS. It does about 80 miles an hour. Whoa. Okay. Well, this doesn't
1: do 80 miles an hour, but it still sucks 36, 38
2: gallons an hour. Yeah, you got me beat. (laughs) I I got you beat. I should say I'm at 80 gallons an hour at full throttle. Oh, my God. But you're hauling butt across the water. Yeah, but you know something? I am so fortunate. My wife loves the boat. She likes going fast Um, because a lot of times if somebody – and we run into this with our clients – You'll have one client that enjoys a specific activity, and the other one absolutely does not. And so I'm fortunate. I'm very, very fortunate. I think it's this, one of the reasons this is, my wife and I together so Yeah. Long.
1: Boating in general, but full-time liveaboard, this is 100% either a divorce maker or it's, or it's not. <laughs> and it, you, both, you both have to really, really enjoy it and, and want to yeah. do it because it does have its moments. Oh, um, I'm sure. So, Daniel, what would what would your advice be for someone who's really content with their lifestyle but it wants to maintain it in the forward-thinking years when you know when their hmm. income may be changing?
2: What's my advice? Well, first my advice is to have an idea of what it's going to look like 15, 20 years down the road. I mean, have an idea. Rely on your experts to help you with that. Um, because one thing's for sure, if you can somewhat predict what it's going to look like again and later on in your life um at least you know what to expect um but winging it probably isn't a good idea unless at some point you don't mind living hand to mouth i mean if that's okay and you want to give up the things you enjoy that's fine too but you're better off having at least have somebody working on a plan and updating a plan for you as you go forward right You know, another thing too, you got to keep in mind, we don't, we spend too much time stressing over these things. We really do put it in our hands, put it in someone's hands that you trust, let them do the job they can trust, but verify, but then just go live, you know, Have, have a few laughs, you know.
1: That's really what ultimately we decided to do. Um, yeah. You know, I had, I had cancer when I was 41, didn't know if oh. I'd be alive at 46, which I'm thank, thank thankful to God that I am. But um, you know, we decided like, you know, uh, in April of 2017 or actually a little before that, cause we had to sell the house stuff. We didn't want to wait until some, you know, mythical age or whenever we had this certain number, amount in the 401k to then be okay and do this for like, we, it's interesting. I think, you know, people in our generation, you, you grow up, you get married, you go to college, you have kids. Well, probably out of order there, but you know what I mean? You, you work one or two, maybe three jobs. You, you put away, you get all your insurances and do you do everything. In fact, the 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 title of our blog is um, from practical and predictable to exciting and adventurous. We've just mm-hmm. decided that, you know, um, you know, at 58 or 59, whatever we were, we were going to go do this. And um mm-hmm. You know, I'll tell you what, our financial advisor, who's obviously heard what BOAT stands for, which is <laughs> another thousand, but, you know, he's like, well, I'm sure at your age, I'm sure you're going to go do this anyway, but I'm sure you're aware a boat is probably not a good investment. It's probably the worst investment you can make. I said, yeah, but there's no other way we're going to have this lifestyle. So we're doing it, There you go. You know, Yeah. and, um, oh, sure. you know, we're not, we're not being, uh, Uh, just frivolous and willy-nilly about it you know we do have a plan we're working it real hard but at the same time again I didn't want to wait until 66 or 70 or whenever and then go do it because because I learned you know 41 when I thought man I must have Mm -hmm. 40 I never even thought at 41 how many years I wasn't even thinking about that but suddenly being faced with that it's like wow life could be really short. Um,
2: Oh let me tell you you know, my, I had a sister who was four years older than me. She died um, when she was 62. As a matter of fact, the irony is she passed away about a week before her first Social Security check hit. Oh. Yeah, isn't that sick? I mean, that's just sick. And, yeah. she, was, and, and she was waiting to enjoy herself. And she was going to spend time with her grandson. And she was going to spend time down the beach with us. And then and, uh, something got in the way of that. That was the end of that tune. But that's, look, we are so certain of uncertainty that we have to be anticipating that we're going to be able to live the way we want to live. But putting it off, probably not a good idea, unless, of course, I mean, if you have to put it off to be able to make it more sound, but just putting it off doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, and you know it's ironic because I talk like this, but I still work, and I'll probably work until they yank me out of here in a casket. But um, it, that's only because I frankly enjoy working. I enjoy doing what I do. I enjoy in, interacting with my clients, with our clients. It's it's well, just it's a lot. Well, same thing
1: here. And, and my wife's dad is ninety-two, and I used to call him the mayor of. Um, they live in a you know. Graduated facility. I used to call him the mayor because he's involved in all these different things. But it's what keeps his mind sharp. You know, you can't can't just sit still and look at the grass grow. Um, no, just kind of You're curious. Yeah, let me ask you a question, Daniel. Out of curiosity, when should someone seek out financial planning? We waited until much later in life because, we, you know, we made a decision. We were married at 21, had the first of four kids at 23, and we never had money. We decided staff was going to be a stay-at-home mom, so we lived off my paycheck, which, right. you know, God, God willing, was enough, but not enough to put anything away of saving, so we started really late. And we never felt we're in. a well, what are we going to do? Go say, hey, can you manage our $190 in the bank? You know? <laughs> so when should someone seek out financial planning? Well, not to be glib, but yesterday.
2: Right. Do it right away. Do it now. There's no bad time to start thinking about popping some money away and deciding what to do with it later on. You know, I, if I may, one more quick story. Um, when my wife and I got married, just give, let me give you a timeline. I graduated from college and I was 22 years old. That was in May. In September, I got married. In December of that same year, we bought our first house. In December of the following year, we bought our first business. In the meantime, a year later, in September, my, excuse me, a year uh, after our wedding, my daughter was born. three years later, my son was two years later, my son was born. Mm. within a three, in th- three year, three-month period. We had two kids, bought a house, bought a building, and got married and graduated college. So, we were doing a sprint. You know, I, I, it's just unbelievable how fast things happen. And, you know, sometimes you just think, you, you got to stop thinking, just go do, you know. But so, the point is, yeah, I'm ahead. sorry, uh, was that? I was going to say, the point is, is that we started, when we got married, we started putting 25 bucks a, a month away 25 bucks we did that for a long time up until about oh 12 years ago because the state of rhode island passed a law that we had to do this super duper septic system that could probably take care of the state of maine uh-huh. uh, because we live on the water yeah the money that we saved that 25 bucks a month that we started saving like 30 years prior paid for that septic system so it, it it's amazing how fast, excuse me, wrong term. It's amazing how big a pile can get if you just be consistent.
1: And leave it alone.
2: Leave it alone. Just be consistent. And believe me when I tell you, when we first got married, 25 bucks a month, <laughs> believe it or not, we missed it. Um, but, of course, as time grew on, I mean, you don't miss it as much. So, I, I
1: don't want your answer to be uh, anybody and everybody, but what kind of person can financial planning help? Like, who who can you best help with with financial planning?
2: People that will actually take your advice. Mm. The thing I hate the most is when someone comes in and says, "I need help with this," and you say, "Okay, do this," and they say, "Yeah, but I'd rather do this." Well, then, what the hell did you come here for? Yeah. People that will listen to what you say, that you can have a dialogue with, and will actually take your advice.
1: That is, uh, not,
2: for, not everybody.
1: Yet. Yeah. I have one of my quotes for says, if at first you don't succeed, do what your coach told you to do in the first place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I'm
2: going to yeah. steal that too. <laughs> yeah, there you go.
1: Um, how does one go about making like a major financial decision? You know, I know when we started working with our financial planner, you know, I guess the, the they used 95, right. As the age. And I said, okay, I'll go with that. I don't, who knows if I'll make it or not, but, and, God forbid I live to be ninety-eight. I don't think I'm going to make it, because yeah. you know. But but ninety-five. So, but how do you make a, a big financial decision? I guess it I guess it also makes sense not to put words in your mouth. But where are you in life? You still got kids at home, and you know where are you in the, in the job in the yeah. job years?
2: Yeah, I think the first thing you need to know is get a general idea how long you're going to be around. Yeah. Um, believe it or not, I mean, you can actually, you can't accurately predict when you're going to kick, but you can get a general idea. Um, if, if like, for example, in my particular case, I'm probably not going to be around more than 70 because I had, a, my father died, he was 65, my mother was 72, my sister was 62. Mm. Uh, I got maybe another 10 years, I'm history. So, <laughs> I plan on on not living much more than 75 or 80. Now, my wife, on the other hand, she's going to marry a pool boy, and that'll be the end of me. So she'll live longer. So that means that she probably won't start collecting Social Security, for example, until 70. Right. Me, the minute I can, I'm going to take it when, I when of course, I can actually get a paycheck. Right. Um, but, yeah, it, essentially, it, that's the first thing you really need to figure out is how long do you think you're going to be here? And then adjust your lifestyle and your savings to how long you're going to be here. If you last longer, great. Live with your kids.
1: Well, I'll tell you what. What a fun interview! I can always tell when I've had fun, and it's going to be great to listen to for my uh, audience when the when the clock just roars by. And I've interviewed well, other. Kind of... I've interviewed other financial people and planners, and I've, I get a lot of the uh, the banker type language. But it, <laughs> it, it was so fun having a real conversation with you, Daniel. I can tell why you're successful. You, I mean, people probably really relate to you and resonate with you.
2: No, I thank you. That's very kind of you to say.
1: How can people uh, connect with you now that everybody goes? I want Daniel to help me. How can people
2: connect with you? <laughs> I'll I'll send you a check if that's the case. But uh, how do they connect with me? Well, let's see. First of all, they can always email me at uh, Daniel Angeloni at myinnovativeplan.com. Let me spell that, please. It's Daniel D A N I E L dot A N G E L O N E at my I N N O V A T I V E P L A N dot com. Man, I ran out of breath on that one. That's one way. That's a thing they can do is Go to uh, Innovative Planning Partners on Facebook. They can connect with me there. Or they can call my phone because there's a surprise. I answer my own phone. I was waiting 401- for that. Yeah, 401 <laughs> Excuse me, that's wrong. 401 921 1733. Or they almost- can call me. You almost 401- slipped and gave out your cell phone. <laughs> I'll give you my home number, 401-884-8188. Call me at home. <laughs> worst case, go. my voicemail, I'll call you back.
1: Daniel, what a pleasure talking with you. And, and um, I wish we had done this interview like two months ago. I would have had you over to the boat. We could have said hello, but a little yeah. far now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> cool beans. Maybe next summer. You never know.
1: Sounds like a plan. Thank you so much, Daniel. Jim, Thank you. Hey, folks, that wraps up this very special interview with Daniel Angeloni. And man, he sounds like if you need somebody kind of down to earth and genuine, but also has a little bit of smarts in the area of finance, you want to connect with him. And he gave you all that information earlier. Um, Until this time next week, another fantastic interview. I'm Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach, and you take good care.